Friday, April the 30th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, another big tech earnings bonanza and America's sizzling economy. First, the world in brief. America's economy soared in the first three months of 2021, growing by 6.4% on an annualised basis. Consumer spending was boosted by huge fiscal stimulus and looser COVID-19 restrictions. New claims for jobless benefits also fell to 553,000 last week, their lowest level since the pandemic began. Amazon reported a profit of $8.1 billion in the first three months of this year, up from $2.5 billion last year, trouncing analysts' expectations. The firm says it will spend $1 billion raising the wages for 500,000 staff in America. Aided by lockdowns, America's other big tech firms also mostly reported strong figures this week. Twitter proved the exception. Its revenues narrowly beat expectations, but slow user growth worried investors. China's five biggest banks all reported slightly higher profits for the first quarter, as they benefited from an 18.3% year-on-year surge in GDP. Still, rising loan losses held growth in earnings at all five to less than 3%. Net interest margins, an important metric, narrowed at four of them. At least 44 people were killed and dozens more injured during a stampede at a religious festival in northern Israel. Hundreds of thousands of ultra-Orthodox Jews travelled to a sacred site on Mount Meron to celebrate Lag Ba'omar with the lighting of bonfires. Last year's event had been heavily restricted because of COVID-19. The United Nations talks on Cyprus failed to make any progress. Antonio Guterres, the UN Secretary-General, had invited leaders from the island's Greek and Turkish governments to discuss whether to restart the formal peace process. The Greek Cypriot government is internationally recognised, but the northern third of the island is controlled by the self-declared Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus. Moderna, an American biotech company that developed one of the first mRNA vaccines against COVID-19, expects to produce 3 billion doses in 2022, more than twice its previous forecast. This year, it will make between 800 million and 1 billion. Boosters and vaccines for children should require only half doses. New tests show they can be stored in fridges rather than freezers, making distribution simpler. Germany's constitutional court ruled that laws to tackle climate change are partly, quote, unconstitutional because they place the burden on future generations. The case was brought by several young people supported by activist groups, including Greta Thunberg's Fridays for Future. The court gave German lawmakers a year to provide more detail on how they will cut emissions after 2030. And fact of the day. In 2019, armed forces in the EU emitted 24.8 million tonnes of carbon dioxide, three quarters as much as Denmark's total emissions. And now, here's today's agenda. What comes next? The history of post-pandemic booms. The virus continues to rage in poor countries, but rich ones are on the brink of a boom as case numbers slide. American GDP figures released yesterday show it is nearly back to its pre-COVID level. Economists are thinking through what the coming upturn will look like and are looking to history for inspiration. Previous post-pandemic booms hold a number of lessons. The first is that although people are keen to get out and spend once the threat of infection passes, some uncertainty lingers. The second is that the structure of the economy undergoes a revolution. Automation rises and people become more entrepreneurial. The last is that political instability tends to rise, as those who have suffered during a pandemic seek redress. 
Just think of Les Miserables, set after a cholera epidemic in France in the early 1830s. Enjoy the coming good times while they last. There may be a twist in the tale before long. In the hot seat. Credit Suisse's new chairman. Antonio Horto Rosario knows a thing or two about helping banks out of difficulties. Credit Suisse's incoming chairman joins from Lloyd's banking group, which he pulled out of the hole it fell into during the financial crisis. Once confirmed at the Swiss bank's annual general meeting today, he will have lots more problems to fix. Most immediate is creaky risk management. The lender was recently caught out by two big corporate collapses. Greensills has left Credit Suisse's investment funds holding $10 billion of the supply chain finance firm's bonds. Arcagos, a family office, frittered away Credit Suisse's loans on the stock market, costing the bank $5.5 billion. Was this bad luck or part of a worrying pattern? Regulators want answers. Shareholders may vote out the risk committee head today. Deeper questions loom. Should the bank cut reliance on unstable investment banking? Might it make sense to bulk up by merging with a European competitor? Mr. Horta Rosario will need all his savvy in his new job. Inflating. Europe's economic recovery. Yesterday, Germany announced that its annual consumer price inflation accelerated in April to 2.1%, advancing further above the European Central Bank's target of close to, but below, 2%. And so today's monthly estimate of Eurozone inflation by Eurostat, the European Union Statistics Office, will be watched closely by policymakers. Earlier this year, the ECB predicted a sharp rise in consumer prices, but said it expects it to be a temporary surge caused by higher energy prices, a German value-added tax rise, and bottlenecks in industrial supply chains. It then sees inflation hovering beneath its target for years to come. That is why, even in Germany, a country traumatised by inflationary episodes in the 1920s and the 1940s, rising inflation is not causing excessive angst. Even so, Jens Weidmann, boss of Germany's central bank, warned that German inflation might rise to as much as 3% later this year. Heavenly Disharmony China launches Tianhe China has big ambitions in space. Yesterday, it launched Tianhe, roughly translated as, quote, Heavenly Harmony, the first module of a big new space station. China has built two smaller stations already. Tiangong 1 burned up upon re-entry into Earth's atmosphere in 2018. Tiangong 2 was removed from orbit in 2019. The new station, due for completion next year, will have room for up to three astronauts and weigh around 66 tonnes. That is considerably smaller than the 11-person, 450-ton International Space Station, a project from which China was barred. America banned its space agency from working with the Asian superpower in 2011. China's ambitions go beyond low Earth orbit too. Last year, a probe returned the first lunar rocks to Earth since the 1970s. Soon, a Chinese rover will try to reach the Martian surface. If it does, China will become only the third nation besides America and the Soviet Union to land on Mars. Refugees welcome in Butte. Limbo. It is hard to think of an environment more different from Syria's civil war than the damp, craggy and remote Isle of Butte off the coast of the Scottish Highlands. In 2015, Scotland's government settled around 100 Syrian refugees on the 15-mile-long island, home to barely 6,000 inhabitants. 
Ben Sharrock, a Scottish filmmaker, has dramatised this scenario in Limbo, a quirky and acclaimed new film. Omar, Amir al-Masri, winds up on a remote island while his asylum claim is processed. Unable to work in the meantime, and feeling guilty about leaving his family behind, Omar spends his days learning about, quote, British norms and watching Friends, an American sitcom, with two Nigerian brothers, or in the company of Fahad, Vikash Bai, an eccentric, American pop culture-loving optimist from Afghanistan. Mr. Sharrock, who studied in Syria's capital before the conflict erupted, says that the, quote, underlayer of melancholic and deadpan humour was essential when depicting the nuances of the refugee experience. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Agnes Moorhead, who died on this day in 1974. Nothing is as dull as constant reality. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.